electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber making another attempt at a bounce here after Wednesday's failed effort. American Airlines and travelers get a bid on earnings, uh, but some high profile downgrades today of AMD, NXP, Walmart and Ford. Our roadmap begins with the rough two weeks for stocks. The Nasdaq in correction territory as the street tries to claw back some of the losses at the open. Plus, SEC Chair Gary Gensler delivering a message to crypto saying greater scrutiny is coming. Hear what he told Jim on Mad Money last night. And tracking COVID and the economic impact, some early signs suggest the Omicron wave is waning and what that means for the next phase of the pandemic. Obviously talking about a rough start to the year now, on pace for our third week down. A lot of chatter about the Nasdaq and correction and the fourth right. worst start to a year ever. <laughs> I find it so funny, Carl. You come in and now we're getting seeing the downgrades. And you want to say, hey, guys, where were you? I mean, when the getting was good, why weren't you downgrading? Uh, you know, Ford's at 25, now it's at 20. That, now it's time to really search because it's re-rated. Uh, AMD was up like for another 40 points. Uh, someone downgrades to NXPI. I was out with it, uh, someone very close to NXPI the other night. You, you can, they have so much business, but that's a good time to downgrade. David, often we see a downgrade like for Advanced Micro or Ford. Yep. And it's, it, it goes down today. It goes down. It goes down tomorrow. And then you say, wow, I wish I were nimble enough to have sold it at 126 and bought it at 122. But the fact is, you should have sold it much higher. Mm-hmm. And you know, we sold it for the club, people hated us. I don't care. It's in the mentions column. Some of those people meant Jimmy Chills severely being tested by that mentions column. But you know, just, uh, just face it the fact, the analysts want to get out. You know what, David, you know why? why? If you hit up this symbol, is there a symbol? F-E-A-R, what comes up, is that a SPAC? F-E-A-R. Fear SPAC? It could be. Or it is, uh, comes yeah. out. Fear. Yeah. No, no one fortunately has the name Fear, but they, well, they have Cape Fear. David Fear is motivating a downgrade. So they can't take it anymore. They're young. They can't take it. Um, well, you know, there are any number of investors who feel like, geez, I'm not sure I can take this that much more, uh, at least the, the, these first few weeks, Jim. Right. Um, hedge funds, certainly. Yes, but also. performing so- yet again. I know. Uh, uh, last year. Uh, you know, I'm hearing some of the names, and I haven't called these individual firms and confirmed, but some of the names we know well from last January that got hit very hard on the meme stock, let's say, are down dramatically again. Well wow. more than double digits, into the teens, you know, approaching a 20% decline for it's, January. It's January 20th. I know, I know. But so many of them own these names that have been... They own the companies that don't make that any gotten, money. ...gotten hit. I think, uh, do right. we have this graph ready? Because I thought City put something out that kind of wraps up what we've been talking about every morning and sort of shows where we are. And we, we, we did put it together. I think we may have it. it you know, this is from City? Uh, it was just a, is it a, a chart of City charts. stock? No, it's not a chart oh. of City stock. It's a chart okay. they put together oh. of right. top hedge fund holdings, of unprofitable, expensive, and crowded tech. There it is. 
recent IPOs and DSPACs. Jim, take a look. I mean, that shows you what's gone on so far in the first 20 days, not even 20 trading oh days God. of the year. And that tells the story. So you've got tourniquet. a lot of hedge funds down over, over in double digits, negative already. And the question is, when and if does it turn or does a rising rate environment that we find ourselves in with people even wondering whether they go 50, not that they would. Right. No, that's the new fears. 50 will. I mean, one thing you to bring um, bring carnage to some of the names that you've been talking about a lot. Expensive, well, I, crowded tech being look, one of the key ones. Look, you get these companies that were like I was looking at lemonade. Yeah. Yesterday. I mean, it's insurance. Younger people use it. And it's like it's a lemonade stand, man. I mean, there's, there's, you can't lose. Stock. One of the great things, Carl, that has helped some of these people in the hedge fund business, stocks have to stop at zero. You can't go negative, which is what's going to save some of these SPACs. You know, by, the, by the way, that gives you a sense on ETFs because obviously oh, well, look so many that. people own that. Momentum. Momentum. Well, that's a great Retail, investment strategy. The XRT, that's a lot of SPACs, and an IGTV. Well, that's, I mean, that's beyond me. Oh, PepsiCo deal. But look, I, I have to tell you, Carl, when you see this kind of thing, it's even worse for the individual who's sticking with companies that are losing money, that don't make anything or pre-revenue. But you look at Procter & Gamble. I mean, you know, I, 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 I used head and shoulders today for whatever I have. And I'm thinking, geez, if I had just looked at that rather than thinking about Joby. Joby. Does anybody really think about Joby? No, but I thought about uh, the other Joby day. I thought about Blade when they might close the East Hampton Airport. That's going to... Print my style. Right, uh, but it's not just the non-profitable tech that's getting downgraded in this no, case. No, no, but the other ones, are those are buys, the good ones. The ones that are making a lot of money are buys. Like someone said Skyworks Solutions is a dangerous stock. Well, I don't know. They're making a lot of money. The Bank of America yesterday. I mean, you know, I spoke to, when I was speaking to Brian Moynihan, they're making so much money, and you want to root for rate hikes? I mean, they're going to make $6.5 billion if you get your four rate hikes. So I'm not sweating the program, Bank of America. Uh, we'll take uh, Apple, for example. Uh, Katie Huberty out today, yeah. reiterates overweight, reiterates 200, uh, sees an upside December quarter inline guide for March. But in her words, Jim, Apple's now defensive in this rising rate environment. You, you know, it, it is, I hate to see that word. I also didn't want to see that she said that. The second quarter in line, there's going to be someone who says, I got to sell it if that's all it is. Uh, I think that defensive, I mean, someone downgraded Con Ed today. So, I mean, it's, you know, the long knives are out for everything. I actually think Fang is defensive because as David and I talk about, you get Meta, Meta, David, Meta is, what, sells it like 19 times earnings back to cash. I mean, yes. Alphabet. Alphabet's unbelievable how cheap it is. That's why those two find their way into so-called value portfolios. Why not? Right? When we talk to uh, Nigren, for example, he talks about them all the time. Uh, certainly uh, Alphabet. Well, it scares a, people to hear that. But, you know, know. is Clorox valuable? It th- Clorox is 31 times earnings. Right. Okay? And P&G is yeah. 25 or yeah, 26 P- times earnings. Right. Well, I mean, like, you, 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 you know, Pepsi's hard. You can't drink Clorox. Just, you know, there's a label on it. You but don't Clor- want to inject it either. No, that gets rid of... No, it doesn't work. I'm not going to DWAC. You going DWAC? I'm not going DWAC. No, don't go DWAC. No, That's the third. No, DWAC's no. third rail? Third rail. DWAC. Third rail. Don't DWAC's touch DWAC. DWAC. <laughs> no, but we're referencing a particular spec. Yes, factors. we are. But when I go over, say, Clorox, which is missed quarter, missed quarter, missed quarter, it's finally starting to make quarter. Um, and I look at Apple. I mean, Apple's made quarter, made quarter, made quarter, and I think it makes quarter. It, it does seem defensive. Uh, McCormick was downgraded yesterday. McCormick is one of those stocks, you know, spice is supposed to be people... You know, no matter what they do. Oh, the, the, the McCormick pickle spice wrecked my pickles because it had too much 
allspice, you've which had, makes them too sweet. You've had trouble over the years getting the well, perfect Well, I'm making pickle. my, yeah, but right. 31 times earnings? No, I am not going to pay that. And the reason I'm not going to pay is because the time to pay that was when it was at 80. It just went, you know, it just moved. So, I mean, a lot of the analysts are a little late. Um, a lot of the, we're getting oversold. You know that the seller is going to come in and try it again just because they are so happy to, to not have the news closing. And, and David, by the way, the, um, the group of peop, people who like to fancy themselves as, um, as apes, which is fine. Um, yeah, okay, you're talking you know, meme stocks now. Meme stock. Yeah. How are they doing? Not particularly well uh, right now. Yeah. No, no, I, I haven't. I mean, I haven't looked at AMC today yet, but AMC we know is down sharply this year. GameStop has been. Right. Um, Robinhood, which I wouldn't necessarily say is a meme stock, but it's certainly related yeah. to it. Fire talk. We, we talked about call it yesterday. Fire talk. That was a new. Yeah, it ain't Robinhood. It's Fire Talk. Uh, who was like fat and you know not so great. Like Falstaff too. Remember him? Yes, I do. Only because uh, you've mentioned Falstaff enough times that I actually had to find out who he was. Well, it was yes, it's, it's a beer from the Maryland region. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, speaking of some of those names, uh, the chair of the SEC, Gary Gensler, has a message for some trading platforms. Get ready for more scrutiny of crypto in order to protect investors. Listen to this exchange between Jim and Gensler last night on Mad Money. When I was little, I would get chain, chain letters. And the chain letter is really cool because if you did this, 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 you got money. Now they call it Dogecoin. And it's dressed up. What is Dogecoin? I mean, we can't just, you and I can't just create something and create it and call it money. That's not right. When they're, they're advertising to you, they're promoting to you that they're going to make you money. That's exactly what our laws were set up to protect. It was about disclosure and protecting against frauds. That's why President Roosevelt called it the Truth and Securities Act. And these tokens should be under and should understand that and disclose to you so you, the public, can decide what risk to take. A lot of talk about whether or not his communication is getting more granular now yeah. on this matter. Now, he doesn't like to pick on any individual security, but I, I wanted to drive down, I wanted to drill down Dogecoin because it's the most popular thing that trades on Friar Talk. And one of the things that he said, basically, is it's going to be a security, guys. Now, if you have a security, think about what that means. First of all, it means you know how many shares are outstanding. Second, I mean, you can buy back shares, you can issue shares. David, how, many, how much Dogecoin do they issue every day? I have no idea. Well, let me tell you something. Gary Gensler doesn't either. Mm-hmm. But we're going to know soon. Are we going to know soon? Because I'm well, tired we- of hearing the conversation. I really am. Like, do something I just already. Heard, I just do something already. Not oh, you. that's not fair. Him. He yes, has to stand. That's not fair. David, the fact is, you know what? Is it, what? I've been seeing the same fireplace in his shot for a long time. How about going to the office, Gary? That's a good takeaway. Let's go. That's a good takeaway. That's know, not the SEC, is it? Unless they have really nice offices with fireplaces. You'd probably hate no, Zoom, too. I'm tired of seeing that shot. Get to the what, office. What, you want to paint? That's a new painting. Get this thing done already. It's a new painting. Listen I mean, to me. It's great for listen, us to just have the conversation Listen to me. The fact is, is everyone's in Dogecoin, and we don't know how much Dogecoin is. We don't know what it is. We don't know anything about it. I know more, David, about yes. Wheels Up than I know about Dogecoin. I'm just picking on that. So does this mean everyone who mines is going to have to somehow register? How, how do you we know? You bet. We're going to, yeah, everyone who's like, I think, let's put it this way, anybody who issues this stuff, uh, is going to have to explain themselves. I think that the SPACs, my takeaway on SPACs, is from now on you have to disclose the real dilution. You have to disclose the fact that 
Um, the, you, are you going to have to disclose the, what your the, loss number is? In other words, yes. if the SPAC gets down to three, we as the sponsors now will no longer be uh, yes, in the black? I think or, that will be. And I also think that you're not going to see those crazy projections that make people right. feel like they should be in it. Uh, David, I think a world of hurt is coming toward the uh, Wild West. I think there's a sheriff. Okay. Maybe a marshal. By the way, it's already played out in the SPAC market. I mean, well, maybe there's more well, to go, Jim, but we point out yeah, that our yeah. indexes all the time are that are well below the, par. The horses left the barn? Where are you going here? Yes. Can I tell you that Gary, and he said, call me Gary. Yeah. He said, that Gary is the reason why there, you, I know you're a sophisticated people. You gotta be, there's a lot of young people right now who are saying, I'm going to get back to even. And then there are a lot of other people who right now are playing Candy Crush, but they think it's Doge. I, listen, there are a lot of people Doge. who are either on DraftKings, FanDuel, or Robinhood, and it's the same thing. Do you know, that, do you know if I had another minute, I was going to ask him, do you think that, uh, that Daily Fantasy is a security? What do you think of that? Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. Well, it's the same. Right. It, there is a great I mean, similarity. I, but, the gamification know, overall, we but, talk about it a lot. This, but what was the thing? He said, if, there's a, if people are saying you can make money, then it could be a security. Now, I don't think he's going to overreach there. But I do think, Carl, if you're trading Dogecoin right now, today, which that is what most people do, mm-hmm. I think what you ought to do is you should be watching soap operas or maybe ESPN, you know, try to catch up when you know, you're betting for the weekend. But stop it with the Dogecoin because you're an idiot. Well, um, wires do have a piece out um, quoting sources this morning that the Russian central bank is drafting a paper on that would ban cryptocurrencies. The central bank? Characteristics no. of a financial pyramid as price growth is supported by demand from new entrants. Do they shoot you? <laughs> I mean, if you're in Dogecoin, they shoot you? What do they do? Well, you see, Putin is not, you know, they don't have like a Supreme Court over there. They don't have like habeas corpus, no. okay? They just got corpus. Russia. I'm uh, not picking I, you know, hey, I, the Russians, I, they won the great patriotic war, so I don't want to... Well, they clear war. Potentially are about to go to war again. So, which is something we have not discussed nope, at all. Ukraine. We may. Well, Biden initially said like, uh, and then he like made the point. But yeah, I think you know I've got music in my ear. I'm not sure what that's all about. Well, uh, it means that we're going to talk about the airlines after the break. Oh, okay. Uh, as United and American uh, do post results, we'll talk about what they said about Omicron and the impact of bookings. As we are getting some pretty clear signs of a peak in the UK, certainly, and maybe even here in the US. A lot more Squawk on the Street continues in a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective? 
is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Shares of American and United moving in opposite directions this morning. Both airlines report beats on the top and the bottom lines. CEOs commented on the impact of the Omicron variant on bookings earlier this morning on Squawk Box. We're actually seeing now uh, net bookings uh, back in the 80% level uh, where they were prior to Omicron. So people are, I believe, uh, certainly have gotten to the point where they believe this is going to be behind us before too long. And they're, and they're having confidence in making travel plans, uh, certainly in the future. Our current forecasts are, if we continue on the trajectory of bookings that we have right now, and bookings have started to come back, uh, we've certainly bottomed uh, from the Omicron impact. Uh, and they're looking stronger, particularly as you get to the end of February and March and beyond. Uh, and our forecast is that we'll be profitable in the second quarter. Of course, that depends on Omicron, and that could change because uh, there's a lot of uncertainty related to the virus. Uh, Parker over at American did say that domestic business travel still 70 percent of uh, Q419. Well, a- as David did when he insinuated that Gary Gensler's not really doing anything, the chairman of the SEC, it, people, he's running an organization, one of the most powerful organizations in the world, and he's running it from his fireplace as a living room. But David, there's no real reason to go in until, well, what? I mean, you, you've been running well, like three-way Zooms. I, I, no, listen, people, uh, uh, well, to the point about business travel, which goes to the larger questions of return to the office and when um, people aren't going to go to the office until other people are in the office. And there was an expectation, frankly, that a lot of businesses were bringing people back, certainly in our region. Uh, this week, originally, was the plan. Uh, and then that got delayed as a result of Omicron. It's still, I mean, I took a walk around the financial district yesterday at lunchtime. It is depressing. Um, you know, the New York, for example, had come back a good deal. And I spend oh, uh, every day midtown, downtown, and things have retreated a great deal. One hopes, given the retreat of Omicron itself, right. that things will start to come back. There's a, I took that shot Where's yesterday. That? Is that you? It's nearby, you know, yeah, my house. I mean, uh, there used to be a line there that would stretch down the block. Nobody was there yesterday. Um, no, I'm not an expert on the virus. And yes, I do believe don't test, don't tell. So maybe people were taking my advice, but nobody at that line. So clearly a reflection of a decline potentially here in this region. So when are people going to go back to the office, Jim? I don't know. You read Dr. Minna is one of my absolute favorite followers. He's done probably the foremost expert about testing. He got it. You should go through what he says. He's just doing this ongoing. We got it. And uh, my, again, I say he worked at home for 15 months because he didn't want to go to part yeah. of this. I look at that and I just say, this is happening right now. So why shouldn't I subject people to go to work right now when one of the foremost testing experts is going over? Because a lot of people didn't necessarily get their shots I at the right know. time. I still go back and forth on the what? whole return to office. I mean, I went to the Nick game this you? week. There were 18,000 people in the stadium, most of them not wear, inside, not wearing masks. But nobody can go to the office? Yeah, well, the, we talked about this with Helene Becker last week. Remember, Come David? On. She's like, I don't understand. People are saying I am a little uncomfortable going back to work, but I'm going to plan my vacation to Orlando. Well, look, what changed is that we now accepted the risk. And I think we accepted the risk because if we got our boosters, we know many people who have did not uh, didn't even know they were sick. Now, of course, obviously, the people like my wife got, bron- got a bronchial disease after she had it because it went to her lungs, even though she had all the records. Well, she had the J&J and one other. 
right. J&J, you know, I don't The know. larger question, though, Jim, is as Omicron retreats, and obviously it will do so differently geographically in the country, it may be in retreat here, but not in other areas, and it's still right. causing right. a lot of hospitalizations and unfortunately deaths, certainly among those who are unvaccinated. But as it does retreat, or do we get back to some level of normalcy again? Now, I know I there's parts of back. the country that have been normal for a long time. And I think we go back to pre-Delta, not the airline, which pre-Delta, where remember there was that window was like kind of like the roaring 20s. Yes. And then Delta came. Yes. Well, Only I, this time, hopefully, broad Paxlovid availability. That's, that's the right. difference. And that is the difference. See, and they're doing yes. what I want, which is that all the generics have agreed with your, with the Merck. They're, you know, 30 yes. generics have agreed yes. to do this. The this is, is going to be This is what Dr. Topol said could happen. Remember, uh, it, the government said it's a very hard molecule to make. That was just quite actually just wrong. It's very easy to make. Right. So we're going to have pills. I mean, it's not going to be like Tylenol. But I, I am very bullish about this. This continues end of this to be thing. a key question as to Listen, return no to the period. office and when and what that looks like. And but you, you're, you're, you're deeply focused on the office when things are getting done. Not quite getting done the same way. Well, if, if it's productivity, yeah. that's well, still a plus. It's yeah, yeah, inflation you, I mean, and GDP Did you read growth? the Bank of America quarter? Do you think uh, they were hurt? I, I hear you, Which, uh, but I uh, will tell uh, you, uh, and uh, you uh, know uh, this uh, too. Uh, most business leaders do not believe that things are getting that they are started. They have started to lose things over this last year. Certainly, in terms of attrition of their employees, cultural attachment. Uh, innovation, so many different things. I know we're going to have this argument forever. And by the way, when the metaverse comes along, it won't matter anyway because everybody's going to stay home and just there. He work just from answered. there. He just answered all the But that's still a ways away. No, it's not. You and I will be retired by then. We'll all be gone. We'll be gone. Yeah. Shorter term, we'll take do a, a look show at show from the metaverse. <laughs> that's easy to do. I got uh, Jensen Wong. You're on it? NVIDIA. All right. All right. He's on it right now. He did me. He had, I, he, I, I saw me, but a smarter version. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the nearer term, there's a look at futures as we'll get the opening bell in eight minutes. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Take a look at futures here. Uh, Philly Fed did come in a little better than expected. In fact, the best since October. Uh, but claims were also a little elevated. 286K looking for just 225. Up next, it's Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. And of course, remember, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Back in a moment. All right. We got about uh, two minutes before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. Let's squeeze in a mad dash signal. Before the holiday season, I said every kiss begins with favor. Yes, well, it did. turns out every kiss begins with K. 
The numbers at Signet were so unbelievably good. My hat's off to Gina Drozos. I think I saw her, by the way, in the stands at the Georgia game, at the uh, national championship. She's from Georgia. And the, their numbers are amazing. I mean, people are looking for 69% same store sales. They grew 22%. They were thinking about 388 million op, op income. It came, uh, they, I think about 280 came in at 388. By the way, the old Signet made their money through, they were like, you know, kind of loan sharks. These guys don't, there's no credit involved. This is actual jewelry. Every one of their banners delivered a strong holiday performance. This is about getting a whole culture to change. And I think that this woman should be hailed, this person should be hailed, as a person who turned a retailer around. Not only Brian Cornell did it uh, Target, but th- this is a remarkable performance. She's on at three? Oh, look at that. Why isn't she on? Well, because Sarah on, Eisen, if I recall, has a, has a relationship with her no, as well. No, she's, 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 Sarah's crushed you on this one. Just, well, just, just, I didn't like, the, frankly, got, I didn't got like the Yellen, Zales. got Signet, Simmons. I, I didn't like the Zales yeah. number. I didn't like that, what was it, the Zabar's number? What is it? <laughs> wow, she's on, she's on the three, huh? Yeah, that changes everything for him, doesn't it, Carl? Uh, not so good. Wow. No, I'm going to take Now that. you don't like it, I'm dude. taking back everything I bought <laughs> for at Jared. <laughs> That I bought for my wife, you're never going to see that again. I cannot believe she's on the three. Oh Do people God. understand, well, like, at home, it. that I'm on Mad Money? Yeah, everybody well, does. You I'll can't just, win every single day, every day. What I'll do is I'll call Jim. in. I'll call in and I'll okay. participate. Thank, thank you, Sarah. I know Wilf would be happy to have me on. That's as good a promo as any. Uh, let's get the opening bell here and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board. It's AMTD International celebrating the acquisition of Leficiel at the NASDAQ EcoWave Power Global, a wave energy technology company. Jim, I know you've been watching uh, the oils as we get a little bit of relief on crude today. Some pretty impressive uh, output numbers in the Permian, at least. Yes. Now, Permian's up. December's up, uh, was the highest ever, and they're, they're starting to produce more. It's the private equity companies that are doing it. It's not the Devons. It's not the uh, Diamondbacks. It, it's not the Pioneer. However, I would tell you, here's ones, and I put it in the bullpen for, uh, for the club, uh, Conoco. Very interesting on the way down. Very well run, very good. Yes. Uh, Marathon's very interesting how they cleaned up their balance sheet. And Devin has a yield north of seven. So this Baker Hughes is uh, leading the S&P at the open here. See, I, there's one. I find it hard to do the service stocks, if only because these companies are doing much more with less. I press rush to Brazil. My guy, Slumberger. I was a ton to buy Halliburton. They're not using as many. The, the, the drill count is not as important, David, as See, like Baker, that's fine. Go ahead, play that game for a day. What you really want to do, David, is you want to buy these companies that have decided to have discipline, return capital, and the the best case is, you know, Devin, they're $30 break even. Yeah. So they're making a lot of money. Making and a lot of money, and they're, money and they're not putting a lot of it in the ground. Uh, but right. that is also the case to a certain extent for the majors as well, which are not spending as much on CapEx no. as they now look towards a... Uh, carbon neutral future. That future right. is a long ways out. By the way, it's worth mentioning what? on that note, Citigroup uh, with this 80 page climate report. But the key takeaways from it were that uh, it is going to aim for emissions from companies across its energy loan portfolio to drop 29 percent by 2030 from 2020. Well, uh, Jane Frazier saying uh, our intention is to work with all our clients, including our fossil fuel fuel clients to develop credible plans and transition to net zero together. Um, we will also encourage, sorry, 
trying to get that up for you. We'll also encourage the responsible retirement of carbon-intensive assets rather than the divestment as part of these transition plans. And we will continue to assess our client relationships and prioritize partnering on transition strategies before turning to clients' exits as a last resort. No, no, no. Sorry, we didn't have... Now you can read it, but I basically just read it. Gary Gensler, cop on the beat, is going to be looking into every one of these claims. There's not going to be, I think, a few years from now, you're not going to be the auditor of yourself. Now, the audit committee at Microsoft audits everything that's going on in terms of this area. But what I propose to them, like, what happens if I, do you need a third party? We don't to know. assess, you're saying, whether or not these goals are being met? Yes. Right. And whether the goal... And, but what, by the way, back to that point, you have to also look at the language. Now, listen, when you have a Microsoft or a Coke say that they are looking to um, uh, reduce their carbon footprint significantly or get to carbon neutral... They use different language than the fossil fuel companies. Yes, they do. And very, very we important. have this for you as well. Hopefully, we can bring this up because uh, we were talking about this the other day. The ExxonMobil news got lost a little bit because we had such a busy news been. day was on the most Monday. important news that day in oil. And it was a huge deal. But the language here is Chevron sets net zero aspiration, right? So they have an aspiration uh, for uh, a CH, a G, a right. G intensity target. ExxonMobil announces its ambition for net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. Shell's target is to become a net zero emissions energy business. So their target is to become, and BP sets its ambition as well. So we all hope uh, certainly that these ambitions are met and realized, but there's a key here to the language in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. And by the way, they're giving themselves space. Maybe they'll meet their ambitions earlier. And but where it's different are those than, ones? Which are the ones where are they from? It's different than Target, which is saying, we're going to be net zero. It's a lot easier for them to do it. Yeah. Or Apple, which says we're going to be 100% carbon neutral, period. There's no ambitions there. Right. Or Microsoft or Mondelez, which but all are sort of very different. Like. Dave, did you notice where the oil companies that are getting there are, are based? Europe. Uh, Europe, yeah. So what's happened, yeah. Carl? Although, to be what? fair, BP has an ambition. It's not It's not it's kind of saying, European. No, I'm saying oh, no, they're not. B- they're using they're the same language right. as Exxon. I think their companies are scared. I think they're afraid that if they don't do it, the government will do it for them. And I don't necessarily think that you want to be in those companies. Now, the, uh, my travel trust, we're going to talk about for the morning meeting, is in Chevron. A big win in Chevron. But I think that I like these Permian players that are if Devon, which is number one performing stock in the last well, quarter. Energy has been by far the best performing right. sector. And I think it's not done. But I do think that if you come in now, wait, let them come down a little. Today's obviously a bounce day for, you know, the stuff that's been crushed. And then go back to the oils. Go back to Devon. Get 7% you. Um, what are your thoughts about IFF these days? And I asked because there's a new CEO there. I know you covered the company pretty we closely. A, you know, we need a new CFO it, there. A CEO. CEO. There's a CEO. new CEO. CEO. It was and ever since in, the DuPont deal, it's really Exactly. A home it was run. back in, you know, they closed that deal almost a year ago. Yeah. That was the deal we're talking about where IFF merged with DuPont's nutrition and biosciences business. Of course, it brought Ed Breen on the board. But there's a gentleman who's now going to be running IFF, Jim. Frank Clyburn, 55 years old. Um, I'm looking at a report here who says, share some uh, similarities with outgoing CEO Andreas Fibig, uh, who prior to IFF ran Buyer's Healthcare Business. In this case, uh, Clyburn has been at, uh, uh, at Merck, I believe, right? Uh, and, um, you know, definitely knows the science part of the business really well. 
but will he be able to unsilo this business to a certain extent, focus on marketing. There are those who believe it, it could be as much as an 8 to 12% top-line grower, typically. Historically. And therefore deserve a much higher multiple. There have been activists in here, as you know. Right. And Ed Breen's been dealing with that. He's very right. focused on this, but did want to point that out. Not we getting a reaction well, there it, it, um, in the Mr. stock Fripp, price. Mr. Fripp got caught up in a fruiterom. They bought a company. That, that was terrible. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was just that terrible. That was a poor deal. By the way, I did want to mention when it comes to activists, this is separate from the activist who's been in there, I think has really been Scott Ferguson a second, but uh, Icon also does own 4%, I'm told. That's new. I, I, I don't think it's indicative of necessarily anything at this point, but he does own... Uh, Icon owns a 4% stake. That is, Carl Icon is typically asleep at this hour. By the way, they're going to be a guest, I believe, <laughs> later today on CNBC. Yeah, 15 on, uh, years. Congratulations. Yeah. To Melissa. Now, uh, I, oh, by the way, IFF is one of the great long-term growth stocks. So let's not – Okay. And this acquisition they got from DuPont is very good. Um, I think that the unsilo thing you mentioned, what we really wanted to see IFF to do is become uh, the dominant company in its industry. It's been losing share. Right. And that has to change. But this is a result already of the activists and Breen responding to them, even though the stock is moving up on this news that we just shared about Icon. By the way, whenever I talk about Icon, I always think, look, he's done great. I haven't talked to Carl in a little while, but if he'd held those Apple and Netflix positions that he owned, now it's years ago, made money, a lot of money, but I think they'd be worth something like $50 billion now. Holy cow. That got you to turn your head. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. Remember, he owned a lot of Apple. I, I remember that. He owned yeah, a lot of much worried about yes. China. But and look, a lot of Netflix. Hey, look, he made a lot of money in these, so I don't want to say like he, he got out too soon. No, it was, you know, it's easy well, look, to look what, back Warren and Buffett, say, yeah, you Where Warren Buffett's performance, where's that from? You think it's from uh, Apple, right? Uh, I don't know. Coca-Cola and Merck Express. No. Although Merck Express, I think, is going to have a really good quarter. Berkshire's an Apple proxy at this point. Uh, Journal has a piece on Walmart uh, on the tape that uh, the U.S. e-commerce chief, Casey Carl, is leaving the company. Uh, coincides with the downgrade over at uh, Key. Jim, uh, lack of stimulus tailwinds, continued inflationary pressure may disproportionately impact the middle-of-the-middle middle U.S. consumer. That's Walmart. They prefer Target. Yeah, look, I think Target's come down. It's really terrific. When Chapel Trust owns Walmart, why? Because, uh, frankly, it's... 200 million people shop there. It's really good. But this e-commerce news is shocking to me because, well, remember, you had a, a previous guy who set it up, and they were telling me over and over again not to worry right. that these guys, the new team is going to be good. You know, Remember Mark Lurie? Yeah. L-O-R-E did a great job, and then he leaves. And yes. I said, look, I'm really worried because I think Lurie's a genius. Mm-hmm. He said, well, no, don't worry. We've got new people coming in. Well, mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. Nah, not, mm. not leaving a good taste. Well, mm. oh, just you got a wrong. You got a mint. I was going for a life. Yeah, lifesaver. Yeah. yeah, let me just no, at least let me no just saltines today. No, but I had those yesterday. I was yeah. looking for a Let yeah. me deal with the e-commerce secretary. Okay. While you're doing that, I did want to uh, come back to the story we talked a bit about on Monday again. That incredibly busy news day. Of course, the big deal was Microsoft Activision. By the way, Activision still trading well below, and it will for a long period of time. It would seem uh, the 95 bucks. Why? Because yeah. of antitrust. But uh, Unilever yesterday says we're not going higher. Their shareholders did not like the idea of them trying to buy Glaxo's uh, consumer health care business before it gets spun. Nobody won here. Uh, no, uh, you know, everyone's Glaxo, a loser. People are saying, wait a everyone's second. Right, you didn't want to sell for 68 plus billion at 20 times trailing EBITDA because you think it's going to be worth more on the market when you spin it. They're saying 4 to 6% top-line growth, which, by the way, I'm not sure the business has right now. 
Uh, and at the same time, no, Unilever shareholders said, what are you doing? Unilever was doing a pivot. It did come back, Unilever shares. You can see the, the decline, but it also bounced a lot yesterday. <laughs> Unilever decided, you know what? We want to go, <laughs> we're going to compete even more with Procter. Procter is a juggernaut now. Remember when Unilever was taking share? So what does Unilever do? Wait for J&J? Try and get get Colgate to finally say, please buy us? Unilever has an existential crisis right now. They don't know what they are. Yeah, they don't know what. They don't know if they're Ben and Jerry's or if they, you know, maybe they want to be Paladin. That's one of the brands. Yes. Uh, The Martha Ray Ray commercials. Oh, my God. Here are my teeth. Let me tell you something. (laughs) The... um, that the greed that Emma Walmsley and her team is showing is extraordinary. You got a great opportunity there. They would have been thrilled with this. Now, I mentioned that the other, the other day. I don't think they're thrilled with the way I characterized it. Um, I know you've never been a fan of uh, Morgan Stanley's underway to Ford, uh, Adam Jonas. But today, um, Jeffries jumps in, uh, cuts to hold. Uh, yeah, actually, their price target goes up five bucks, but their yes, general funny. point is that it's premature to give legacy OEMs credit for what's going to be a very tough business. Well, look, I'm, I'm with them in the same. You know, we, we sold some higher, actually 25, but I, I will say this. That's the kind of downgrade where a guy's taking a victory lap, which I think is absolutely terrific. He believed as opposed to uh, to Adam Jonas, uh, who kept the sell on it the whole way up. Um, I think that the story here is that you're going to get the chips that you want. And XPI is down because people feel chips are now available. But you've got, a, you've got an electrification line that I think is going to be the second best. Um, you have a CEO who, who he wasn't able to sell the Rivian at a higher price. I tried to get him to, I mean, we talked about getting him to do that. So that's made business. But I will say that if you leave Ford or GM, where Mary Barr is doing a very good job, you're going to be going into far more expensive stocks. This is, the guy raises, by the way, he raises earnings. Yeah. I mean, this is selling it 10 times again. And Jim Farley is not done. He's beginning. It's an odyssey for him. It's an odyssey. And uh, he's now going through uh, Sylvan Charybdis. Um, you know, he's got, he's strapped to the mass. He hears the sirens. He's going to win. He's going to win. Go, yeah, he's going to go to see Telemachus. So Odysseus was out there for a long time, He's going to go time, see Telemachus, man. man. He was Believe out there me. for a long time. Well, he had a lot of trials he and did. tribulations. Yes, he did. A lot. Well, so is Farley, and Farley's going to come through perfectly. Odysseus. Really? Yeah, he's Odysseus. Yes. Or Ulysses, whichever you prefer. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. Ulysses. Yeah. Which, yeah. which one is Tesla on the... Uh... <laughs> Hotspur. Okay. A totally different mixed metaphor there. No, look, Tesla is... Tesla, there's no Achilles heel on Tesla. He's got a good heel. I think, you know, supposed to, you remember Ajax is another guy didn't make it in there. Mm. Uh, I think that Musk is totally for real. I, I like him very much. He's, he's a great guy, man. Really? He's a great guy? Yeah. Did he, what did he do to you that day that he gave you, uh, that he gave you Omicron? What else did he do to you that day? Seriously. Or did he hug you? Or what was it turned you, you on him? Too much. He came in with his kid. Yeah. Um, he talked very eloquently about space travel. Uh, my wife turned to me and said, this guy is a genius. What, what, what? Nobody disputes that. Yes, genius. And I found, him, I found him engaging, brilliant, exciting, and he's ours. He's American. Well, I mean, I couldn't sit American. And, you know, no one, not- no one in the world has his vision right now. He is, except for maybe, maybe Jensen Wong. But he, he's just a visionary like I've never seen. And things go through his head like, you know, they, I mean, Einstein, well, Beethoven, you know what I mean? They actually Mozart. Also, they go through his head and then they actually happen. They happen. That's what's different. Yeah. I'm all, and yeah. he's got a pixiest grin and, 
He attacks people when he thinks that they're stupid, but he's having fun. He's having fun. He's disrupting. He's changed the world in a positive way. I'm all in, Musk. Okay. Wow. Well, certainly the deliveries and the projections for this year's deliveries would bear that Look, out. He's in Berlin. I mean, we're talking about the capital of the, the, you know, the, the machines, the Bavarian motor world. He's not in Bavaria. Where the language, you can't even speak Bavarian. You can mm. barely communicate with the yes. regular Just my late mother-in-law. Okay, back, back, to, back to Musk right, in Berlin. So, yeah. Okay, no, he goes to China. Yes. And he, he basically conquers the Chinese market. Mm. Marco. Marco, there you go. And now he's going to Berlin. I mean, he goes to Berlin, and what were the Berlin? They were trying to make, I'm a Berliner. They were trying to make, like, he's cutting a forest down. So he he changes that. There were bombs in the ground. He fixes the, you know, they dropped those bombs. He was going to fix all the problems on Mars. Nighttime saturation bombing. Mars has this oxygen issue. He's going to take care of that, too. He's got little plants that grow there. Yes. I'm just saying He's that taking Matt the, Damon with uh, him. David, most people would never even think about going into Berlin because that is where great motor cars are made. It's it true. means nothing to him. He's, He's def- right definitely there. got Volkswagen's attention. And we'll he, talk about it? the China story at yeah, another time. Yeah, believe me, BMW right now. Actually, no, the Lamborghini guys, uh, they think he's a blast. It's because they make unbelievable <laughs> shit. Five a day, David. Five a day they make. I caught them at the end of the day. I only had four and a half. Huh. Yeah. I'm kidding. They had seamstresses sewing the <laughs> seamstresses. Trying to get back to 4570 here. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, well, nice bounce here. But remember, we've had three crummy days. The S&P 500 is down 200 points in those three days. So we're sitting at the lows for the month as we bounce now. Take a look at the sectors. Nice to see tech bouncing. Not only that, not just big cap tech. Kathy Wood stuff's doing a little bit better. Uh, she's had a rough month. Uh, banks and energy, which are the market leaders, they're on the flattish side. So it's really tech rallying here. Semis are flat, though. So it's big cap tech and a little uh, of the uh, of the Kathy Wood stuff that's bouncing. Uh, we've got a little bit of an issue here. This is a very different earnings season. So I'm watching very carefully the early reporters. There are 55 companies that have reported 76% are beating. That's uh, well below what we saw in prior quarters. 88% was where we were last time. Uh, for the third quarter. And the beat numbers are much lower, uh, 8% beats. We were beating 15 to 20% throughout all of 2021, the other quarters. So the beats are half what they were. Uh, I'm not sure how significant that is, but this is closer to a normal season that we're seeing. It was last year that was a little bit of an anomaly. I should say Q1, 2, and 3. So right now, we're in a little bit of an earnings vacuum here. Most of the big banks are reporting, but we're waiting for the other major sectors to report. So right now, uh, the big problem is analysts aren't sure whether they should be raising or lowering first and second quarter estimates. That's what we care about. They can't figure it out because it's not clear what the body language of the CEOs is going to be around Omicron, around uh, the fact that the Federal Reserve will be raising rates, around supply chains. Nobody's really sure. And you can see this in the analyst estimates in the last few weeks. Normally, they start going up. In the last several quarters, they were going up. Look what they've been doing recently since January 1st here. For the first quarter and the second quarter, they're basically moving down a little bit. And I think that reflects the uncertainty that's going on. That's a change from what we saw in prior quarters. So we'll keep an eye on that. Meantime, the big numbers are going to be on Tuesday. That's when the real earnings season starts. We'll see GE. We'll see uh, American Express. So we'll see 3M in particular. They're big global industrials who really know uh, what the global economy looks like. We'll get a better sense. And I think the analysts will go one way or another very, very quickly. But right now, 
They just don't exactly know what they should be doing. Meantime, uh, the opposite of margin pressure, we talked about margin pressure around higher wages, uh, is uh, operating leverage. And I know Jim mentioned Signet, but I want to emphasize very strongly because the company themselves cited significant cost savings uh, as a reason why they were raising their estimates overall, not just revenues go up, but cost savings. That's operating leverage. That's sort of the opposite of what we kept talking about uh, before, that the companies are getting more efficient. So as sales improve, the, the, the technical changes they've made to their operating structure, fleet optimization they talked about as well, all of that has dramatically helped the bottom line because the revenues go up and you more profit, more money goes right to the bottom line here. Uh, Signet is now experiencing that operating leverage, and it's a major factor for why they've been so successful. In terms of the overall market, I keep calling around trading desks, and they keep saying, Bob, there's certain stocks that are in terrible shape, but the overall market, there's no panic. I keep pointing to the VIX here, uh, which is at 22. The VIX has been, for the last year, between 15 and 25, 90% of the time. It is not breaking out to new levels of panic at all, even though there is some genuine concern around individual sectors. So just look at where we are. It's always useful to point out the S&P is only 4% from its old 5% from its 52-week high, and there's $12 trillion that's indexed to the S&P 500. So, Carl, yes, we're seeing Kathy Woods down 50%, but the overall market is still pretty modestly declined from where it was just a few weeks ago. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, we'll see you in a bit. Uh, Bob Pisani, thanks so much. Uh, as we go to break, uh, a reminder that you can always get in on the new CNBC Investing Club with Kramer. Sign up, find out more at cnbc.com slash investing club, or of course, use the QR code on the screen. It takes you straight there. Time for the bond report as we pay attention to some treasuries today. Uh, Two-year remains elevated above one, but that 10-year had settled back uh, around 183. We're still around those levels. We'll be right back. Shares of UNP have managed to rally a bit last couple days off of some six-week lows. Uh, Lance Fritz on the heels of the company's result, results will join us later on this morning. Uh, <laughs> another one that Kramer doesn't have tonight. Meantime, we'll be right back. Jim, what's on Matt tonight? Uh, Lance Fritz from Union Pacific and Jim Drosos from Signet. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah, that's a joke. Yeah. Actually, a prologist who knows more about Amazon and, and warehouses than anybody. And, and Brian Jordan, a straight shooter is going to tell you that business is good in the country. I hope that's not considered bad by people. <laughs> we'll see you. Uh, we'll tell see you Lance I said hi. Just, ask him about the number of women he has hired because he's uh, probably about the best in industrial America. Uh, we'll see if that comes up. A lot of, lot of other stuff to get to with Lance yep. uh, this morning. We'll see you tonight. Mad Money, 6 p.m., of course. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.